Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture. And 620 CKRM is proud to be your voice for everything A. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. It's brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. Today we talk with Agriculture Minister David Merritt. He spoke in Saskatoon this morning at the opening of the SARM Annual Convention. And also it's Agriculture Safety Week, and we chat with the minister about that. Tickets go on sale this week for Canada's Farm Show in June in Regina. We have details on the Canola Council Annual Meeting. The farm weather's in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnston's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. And brought to you by Farm Fresh Water. They'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. Agriculture Minister David Merritt says farmers face several challenges this year, including rising input costs and weather. Merritt spoke this morning at the SARM Annual Convention in Saskatoon. I spoke to him just prior to the meeting. My opening comments will be, you know, the year we've had and uh, obviously uh, the challenges going forward. There's still some areas of the province that are, uh, you know, considered to be dry. And we're obviously watching that and some of the announcements we made earlier for the pasture folks and the livestock folks as well. But we'll talk about, obviously, there's probably going to be a lot of questions. There's a new crop insurance program. There's a new uh, federal provincial program starting in April 1. There's probably going to be some questions around where that that and and things like that. So really my uh, my role here this morning is to listen to the delegates. Obviously, they're going to have lots of questions uh, on probably just about everything. And uh, I'll have my whole team here. And if uh, we can't answer the questions, we'll make sure we get them to them. But uh, I'm really looking forward to the discussion. It's been it's been a while and it's nice to uh, be back, uh, obviously, in my old uh, alma mater of this organization and uh, meeting a lot of old friends again. What do you see as some of the key challenges for farmers in 2023? Concerned about, uh, you know, production costs and what's that doing. We are seeing fertilizer come down. I'm uh, obviously concerned about fuel. We know there's another carbon tax coming in April, and people say, well, farmers are example. Well, really not. We pay it on everything else. So uh, there's concerns around that. Obviously, we're concerned that some of the parts of the southwest down in my area, too, where there's, you know, there hasn't been a lot of snow. We did get a good dump here last week, and... Uh, Hopefully we'll see some runoff. That was probably my biggest concern was uh, surface water. And uh, and talking to a lot of the ranchers in my area, that's what I heard as well. But for the most part of the province, I think there's good snowpack. You know, we should see some runoff. We'll see some good moisture to at least start the crop and continue that way. Uh, Obviously, we'll really looking at opportunities where we can see expansion in the ag sector from the value-added side. We'll continue to work uh, on that level as well. But I'm just hopeful that we see a good crop and uh, prices stay strong and uh, 
farmers and ranchers will do well. We're seeing really, uh, you know, high fall calf prices uh, predicted. I mean, you look at the livestock price insurance program and, and the prices are higher than what I've ever seen. I'm sure they've you know, been here before, but so hopefully the, the livestock folks and the cattle industry will see, you know, a better return. And obviously expenses are up as well. Sarm President Ray Orb has said that health care in rural areas and, and rural crime remain key issues. Uh, what's your thoughts there? Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. And I mean, uh, you know, the government is, and the Ministry of Health is, is doing uh, everything they can to, to alleviate some of the pressures. I know in my constituency, we saw obviously emergency services reduced in some of the hospitals. So it's always challenging around human resources and staffing, but hopefully we can you know, address some of those concerns. We put some programs in place, some incentive programs to try and address that. Rural crime has always been an issue, even back in my day when I was here at SARM, it always was, always will be. So we're challenged with it. And, you know, uh, I'm sure there's going to be some good dialogue with the uh, Minister of uh, Policing and uh, Corrections and Policing and Public Safety on, on that issue. And I think you know, we're heading down that way with uh, obviously putting more peace officers out there. And that's something we, we're trying, uh, you know, very hard to do and, and consider uh, growing in that side as well. So there's always these challenges in, in rural gym. There always is. And as a government, we recognize it and, and try and address it. I think in, in the Ministry of Agriculture, we've done this, uh, a lot of good things over, over the years and really trying to enhance the program, working with the producer groups. I think that's probably one of the key things is we've always had a pretty good open door policy with the uh, producer groups and organizations like SARM and listening to them on some of the challenges, but also on some of the solutions. And we did some of that even for the livestock producers this year when we held the pasture rates to 2022 levels. And we've also given them an opportunity that in the event that it is dry and they have to pull some of the cattle off, they will uh, their rates will be reduced to a maximum of 50% if they have to reduce the capacity of the pastures. That's Agriculture Minister David Merritt. Coming up, he discusses this week being declared Agriculture Safety Week. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Spalley on 620 CKRM. The Saskatchewan government has declared this week as Agricultural Safety Week in the province. Agriculture Minister David Merritt says farming means long busy days like calving and seeding. He wants farm safety to be a key priority. It's very important. It's uh, near and dear to my heart as well. Uh, you know, when I was with SARM, the uh, Ag Safety uh, Committee and the, and the work that the University of Saskatchewan did under Dr. Dosman was something that I really appreciated. And I don't think there's anybody out there, Jim, listening to you that hasn't experienced either an injury or even worse of some, uh, either maybe a family member or a very close friend. And uh, we've all experienced that. And it's we're getting into a busy time of the year again. I mean, even spring calving and obviously spring seeding is, you know, it's a few months away yet, but it's always a busy time. And I always say, and I always know that there's always been one time in our lives when we said, holy cow, am I ever lucky I didn't get hurt doing that. So we just want to make sure that everybody's aware of egg safety and the challenges around it. And, uh, you know, don't be afraid to reach out to somebody if you are having challenges. Uh, there's always somebody to talk to. But this is, uh, it's an important thing to communicate to everybody out there. I always say it, Jim, uh, we all have family that are expecting us home every night. And let's not let them down and let's make sure we get home at night. That's Agriculture Minister David Merritt. Statistics Canada reported that 2022 had the smallest domestic canola crush for a calendar year since 2017. 
As well, 2022 marked the smallest canola oil production in five years and the least amount of canola meal produced in four years. The sharp reduction of canola being crushed was due to the 2021 drought on the Canadian prairies, with far less of the oil seed being harvested. StatsCan reported the 2022 crush came to 8.769 million metric tons, down 11% from the previous year. Also, the amount of oil produced was nearly 3.652 million metric tons, falling 13.4% from the year before. The amount of canola meal in 2022 was 5.222 million metric tons, slipping 8.4% from a year ago. While the price of canary seed in western Canada has come down over the past couple of years, there is optimism that acres devoted to the specialty grain will increase in 2023. David Nobbs, pulse merchant for Purely Canada Foods in Saskatoon and former chair of the Canary Seed Development Commission of Saskatchewan, says after the price for the crop in western Canada hit 57 cents per pound in the fall of 2021, a large surplus has pressured it since. The high delivered bid as of Friday was 39 cents per pound, 7 cents less than one year ago, according to Prairie Ag Hotwire. However, he also mentioned canary seed prices above 35 cents a pound are historically high. Nobbs expects them to trend down to between 30 to 40 cents per pound later this year, which could attract buyers from Mexico and the European Union, where half of Canada's crop is exported. Moscow is suggesting to renew a deal allowing the safe export of grain from Ukraine's Black Sea ports, but only for a period of 60 days, half the term of the previous renewal. The Black Sea Grain Initiative, brokered between Russia and Ukraine by the United Nations and Turkey last July, aimed to prevent a global food crisis by allowing Ukrainian grain blockaded by Russia's invasion to be safely exported from three Ukrainian ports. The deal, which was extended for 120 days in November, is up for renewal on Saturday. Russia says that despite a comprehensive and frank conversation, they note that restrictions on its agricultural exporters remained. Russia has argued that although the country's agricultural exports have not been explicitly targeted by the West, sanctions on its payments, logistics and insurance industries have created a barrier for it being able to export its own grains and fertilizers. Meanwhile, Ukrainian farmers who have already started the 2023 spring sowing have only around 35% of the herbicides and pesticides they need. The full-scale Russian invasion has left Ukraine seriously short of finances, seeds and crop protection products, which could have a negative impact on crop yields this year. APK Inform says farmers had 9,356 metric tons of herbicides and pesticides, which is 34.7% of the declared 26,926 metric tons needed for the first half of this year. The volume included 6,231 metric tons of herbicides, or about 36% of the volume needed. The ministry says the most difficult situation is in the Kiev and Lviv regions. And the Canadian Food Inspection Agency has completed its 2022 National Survey for Potato Wart and confirms that potato wart was not detected in the soil samples tested from the fields where the samples were collected. 
The survey included fields in British Columbia, Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, Ontario, Quebec, New Brunswick, and Nova Scotia. The National Survey for Potato Wart involved collecting and testing nearly 1,500 soil samples from seed potato fields. One criterion included in field selection was farms that had previously sourced seed potatoes from Prince Edward Island. This survey is an important step in the Government of Canada's efforts to help contain and control the spread of potato wart and reassure domestic and international trading partners. And that's today's AgReview. I'm Doug Falconer. AgReview has been brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell, your locally owned Integra Tire dealers. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. And it's time now for the 620 CKRM Farm Weather. The official 620 CKRM Farm Weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. It's your agri-weather forecast on the voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. The outlook for today, mainly cloudy sky with 60% chance of wet flurries. Wind southeast 30 gusting to 50, becoming west 50 gusting to 70 this afternoon. The high today plus 1, the low minus 17. Tomorrow cloudy, 40% chance of flurries on Wednesday. Winds up to 15 kilometers per hour. The high minus 6, the low minus 14. Thursday cloudy, the high minus 3, the low minus 9. Friday cloudy, the high minus 5, the low minus 14. Saturday sunny with a high minus 6, the low minus 11. Sunday sunny with a high plus 2, the low minus 11. Monday sunny with a high minus 1. Normal high is 0, the normal low minus 12 for this date. The sun rose at 7.15 this morning. It sets at 7 o'clock tonight. And currently around the province, the hot spot is Coronac. South of Regina Moose Jaw at plus three, the cold spot up North Collins Bay at minus 18. Estevan is minus one, Saskatoon minus six, Swift Current minus eight, Weyburn minus one, Yorkton is minus seven. Regina is cloudy and minus three, that's 26 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the southeast at 16. Humidity is 87%, the barometer falling 100.4. Cloudy and Moose Jaw zero, winds are from the west at 54, gusting to 65. Once again, Regina, cloudy and minus three, that's 26 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougall Auctioneers, mcdougallauctions.com. And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems, expect the best. Agriculture technology will be a key highlight at this year's edition of Canada's Farm Show, being held in Regina June 20th and 22nd. The Vice President of Agriculture for the Regina Exhibition Association, Kirk Westgard, spoke with 620 CKRM's Tanner Wallace-Scribner this morning. We're excited to have Canada's Farm Show back June 20th to 22nd, 2023. And what can people kind of expect from uh, this year's show when it returns? 
They can expect what they've expected for 44 years at Canada's Farm Show. They'll see leading innovations, they'll see where the agriculture industry is growing and how we continue to move innovation, agriculture, agro-value forward in Saskatchewan. And any highlights for you personally or any highlights you want to, for lack of a better term, highlight uh, coming to this year's show? Uh, always the biggest stage in egg is the big highlight. Seeing the product launches, seeing what's new, seeing what's coming out, and then of course seeing the excitement around the innovations and the egg tech challenge and seeing everyone kind of building what Saskatchewan's known for, changing agriculture, moving this industry forward. And is there anything new uh, being a part of this year's show? The whole Day two, the Cultivator Day, is new. Of course, we've got new equipment, we've got new excitement, and everyone's coming back to find out where we're going and growing. And I think it was about a decade ago that Honey Bee was at Canada's Farm Show, based out of Frontier. They made a big announcement. A good story to show that they kind of launched a lot of products here, kind of led to them growing. How important is a story like that for you guys to, to, to tell? The story of Honeybee is exactly what we need to tell. It's Saskatchewan, a made-in-Saskatchewan solution for farming, growing the sector, and that we just don't sit on our laurels. We keep moving things forward, we keep inventing, and we keep finding solutions to problems here in Saskatchewan. And what does it mean to have Viterra uh, partner with you guys once again? Uh, a global leader in the agriculture sector. Viterra has been a fantastic partner, supporting what we're doing and really showing the rest of the world what comes out of Saskatchewan and what we're made of. And for those who maybe aren't interested in the farm aspect, you guys do have some entertainment. The PBR is, is returning. Can you talk a little bit about that? The PBR, the most exciting eight seconds in sport, is always entertaining to see the size of the bulls, the riders that get on, and it's just an evening of packed entertainment and excitement. And for people who are looking to maybe get advanced tickets or even uh, more information, how can they go about that? Tickets are going on sale this Friday, and everything can be seen on our website at canadasfarmshow.ca. Regina Exhibition Association Vice President of Agriculture, Kirk Westgard. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com Challenges facing the Canadian canola industry were among the issues raised at the Canola Council of Canada annual meeting last week in Ottawa. President Jim Everson presented the 2022 annual report expressing optimism with improved markets in China and strong worldwide demand. He says there's concern there could be turbulence in the agricultural industry for the next decade. Perma crisis, you know, just crisis after crisis. And so, you know, we what we do at the Canola Council and our real role, a really important role I think the Canola Council plays is in bringing the value chain together regularly through the various forms we hold and through the board itself and the work that they do on policy issues and so on. So uh, it's all about preparation, about thinking forward and trying to determine what your challenges are likely to be and being prepared for those. So a real example is, you know, heat stress and these other agronomic conditions. We talk a lot about that within the Canola Council with the seed development companies, right? So that they're so that the what, what growers are seeing and what exporters are seeing, you know, is funneled into seed developers in terms of what our priorities ought to be for seed development, you know, heat resistance and yield increases and so on. So a lot of dialogue that I think helps prepare as much as possible for those shocks that may come. Everson believes the Indo-Pacific region will be a very important market for Canadian canola in the coming years. 
So when we look at um, opportunities for market growth, it really is all about Asia. You know, there is such a big market. There are, is more disposable income as the middle class, you know, has more disposable income there. Huge populations, obviously. So if you know, if you look at Europe, you know, it's a pretty mature market in North America. Um, you know, so so Asia is the place to go. We also find that it's a it's a market where um, you know in the Southeast Asian countries and so on the. There are some challenges in terms of uh, issues around technical standards and rules uh, that impact access to the markets and so on. So we went to the federal government to say, you know, we really need more resources in that market. And as an industry, we're putting a lot of resources there. But when it comes to these issues of, of um, sanitary and phytosanitary measures and those sorts of things, it's a it's a government to government. You know, there's a whole enterprise that's protected by treaties and so on to do that. So it's really government that has to step up and do that. So we went to government and said, you know, we really need those resources in Asia, and they've come through with this uh, this office, and we're really looking forward to having those resources in place in the market. Everson says the move towards renewable fuels is welcome and will create strong demand for canola oil. I would say two things. The first would be the the revolution in renewable fuels and getting access to both the United States and Canadian renewable fuels programs, headed up by Chris uh, Vervait, uh, the Canadian Oil Seed Processors Association. On you know he's part of our senior management team at the Canola Council, and um, so that 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 is going to um, really create a lot of demand for canola in Canada. Um, it, it it takes um, it takes some of our um, exports away from volatile seed markets where we've had experienced challenges and moves it into you know more value-added processing in Canada and the export of oil um, and meal which have always been um, less um, open to trade issues um, and it means that we're going to have more products staying in Canada being processed here and then being used here as a transportation fuel and I think we really uh, should take pride as an industry in the fact that we are reducing emissions by using canola for the transportation fuel you know it's one of the it's one of the main levers the government of Canada has for meeting its commitments internationally to emissions reduction and we in the canola industry are contributing to that um, and the other one I would mention is resolving the issue with try trade with China and trying to and, and getting that back into a more normal circumstance there's still a very important market they're the biggest oil seed importers in the world by a long shot and so it's an important market to have access to Jim Everson is the president of the Canola Council of Canada. Here's the market updates with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. Market update is brought to you by Freeze Tallman Lumber. Since 1956, Freeze Tallman has been your trusted building material supplier for every type of project. Freeze Tallman in Regina and Fort Capel. And Farm Fresh Water, they'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. And Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea. Looking for the perfect vehicle? They'll make a match that exactly fits your agriculture lifestyle. Proudly serving southern Saskatchewan for over 60 years. Grain prices at Viterra were mixed in early trading. Canola fell $2 at $766.32. Lentils rose $790 at $768.50. Yellow peas dropped $441 at $443.71. Number one red spring wheat declined $0.79. Cents at 387.43. The rest were unchanged. Durham 458.38. Feed barley 367.58. Chickpeas 1058.22. Flax 566.98.
oats 215.32 and feed wheat 289.56. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, hard red spring wheat for May is up 10 and three quarter cents at 8.35 and a quarter cent a bushel. It's the Livestock Reports on the Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn Livestock, 842-4574. Now, the latest Livestock Quotes. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of March 14th. Our last regular sale was on March 1st. The market on butcher cattle is still strong. D1 and D2 cows sold from $1.12 to $1.27. D3 cows sold from $0.90 cents to $1.05. Counter cows sold from $0.70 cents to $0.85. Cents. Hefferettes sold from $1.50 to $1.70. And good butcher bulls sold from $1.30 to $1.50. We had a pre-sorted calf sale here on Monday. A lot of our consigners could not make it due to the storm. Even though we had a smaller sale, the market was still strong. 500 to 550 pound steers averaged $3.25 and sold at the $3.49. 550 to 600 pound steers averaged $3.25 and sold at the $3.46. 600 to 650 pound steers averaged $3.10 and sold at the $3.31. 650 to 700 pound steers averaged $2.98 and sold at the $3.19. 700 to 800 pound steers averaged $2.89 and sold at the $3.08. 800 to 900 pound steers averaged $2.69 and sold at the $2.82. And steers over 900 pounds averaged $2.54 and sold at the $2.67. Heifers were about 40 cents back from the steers. Some of the highlights from the sale were a group of 500 pound grasser steers at $3.45 cents a pound. A group of 550-pound black steers at $3.30 a pound. A group of 600-pound black steers at $3.19 a pound. A group of 650-pound black steers at $3.08 a pound. A group of 700-pound black steers at $2.82 a pound. And a load of 785-pound Angus steers at $2.67 a pound. This has been Stephanie Digg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets cattle and the prices too. And now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 7,700 hogs Monday, selling a range of 203 to $215 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 6,400 head, selling a range of 202 to $215 per CKG. Ham's cash hog price today is mixed, and four contract prices open mixed this morning. On Monday, the Canadian dollar is up 40 basis points, with a daily exchange rate at 1.3730. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 73.23 cents U.S. Today, the U.S. cash markets are mixed with the uncommitted hogs in the Western Carmel down $1.29 U.S. 100 weight, while the national formula has regained the nickel it lost the previous day for a net neutral move over the past two days. The trend in the Western Carmel remains flat to lower as packers are having no trouble sourcing uncontracted hogs, but the value of the cutter is lending some support to the national formulas. Like national-based cash, however, the value of the cutter is not performing as it has in recent years. It is moving higher today, and the $88.80 U.S. 100-weight value yesterday is 3.5% higher than at the start of the year. Lean hog futures are once again under pressure, unable to build any support that for now appears to be a function of a technical trade. For now, futures contracts are trading a range-bound pattern and with no discernible bias in either direction. The full range of fixed forward contracts situated in the low $220 Canadian per CKG and hovering around the $220 levels it has for weeks. Coming up, the resource report. 
This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit 2ndlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid. APAS has announced a livestock summit to be held in Saskatoon on April 5th. The summit will bring together farmers, academics, and industry to help outline solutions to issues around livestock producers, including cattle, bison, and sheep. APAS President Ian Boxall says producers have struggled in recent years with the impact of drought, rising costs, and large spreads between farm gate and retail prices. Saskatchewan is the second largest cattle producer in Canada and home to more than a third of the country's native and tame pasture land. However, the latest stats can numbers show the provincial cattle herd has declined by 90,000 head since the start of January 2021. Land that's best suited for livestock production is at risk of being converted to cropland, which creates even more challenges for the future viability of livestock production. The APAS Livestock Summit will look at trends, policies and program options to promote future success in livestock production. These include positive environmental contributions, improvements to business risk management programs and value-added processing. Registration for the Livestock Summit April 5th in Saskatoon is now open at the APAS website. On the markets, the TSX is up 95 points at 19,684. The Dow has gained 181 points to 32,000 even. Oil has fallen 220 at 72.60 a barrel. The Canadian dollar is at 73.10 cents U.S. That's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of the broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, following the 12 o'clock news, on your voice for everything ag, 620 CKRM.